Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Geezers of Gear, episode number 209. Today's podcast is brought to you by Elation Professional. The Elation team are excited for the world premiere of the Proteus Hybrid Max, the next generation successor to the groundbreaking Proteus Hybrid. Faster, brighter, and tougher than its pioneering predecessor, the IP66 rated Proteus Hybrid Max features all new technology that makes it a breakthrough evolution in lighting excellence. Experience the Proteus Hybrid Max at LDI alongside a host of other cutting-edge lighting solutions in Alation's Proteus, Fuse, KL, and 6PAR lines. At at LDI, Alation will also be showcasing the latest in lighting control innovation from Obsidian Control Systems as well as new atmospheric effects from Magmatic. Alation continues to push the boundaries in entertainment lighting and control. See them at LDI or at www.alationlighting.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Mainlight. Looking for exceptional value and flexibility in your lighting rental needs? Mainlight, your trusted lighting rental partner, is now offering long-term leasing. You can take advantage of up to 60% off rental list price with even greater discounts available after 52 weeks. With this attractive leasing option designed for a minimum term of 26 weeks, you'll find featured items from moving lights, leading consoles, trusts, and LED inventory, allowing your company to stretch its capital expenditures even further. As a lighting rental partner, Mainlight combines the resources of a national company with the personal touch of a local provider by consistently purchasing the latest technology in lighting, trusts, and consoles. From the newest trusts to a full array of lighting consoles, your lighting will have the tech it needs to reach peak performance. Mainlight also carry a robust inventory of IP65 rated fixtures, giving you a lighting solution for any outdoor show or venue come rain, wind, or shine. Visit mainlight.com to chat with live live representatives across all four locations in Wilmington, Nashville, Las Vegas, and Teterboro. Trust Mainlight for the gear you want. Well, hello there, Miss Sarah. Hello, how are you? Fabulous. I just struggled through two of the <laughs> toughest, <laughs> two of the toughest sponsor promos ever. We need to talk to these sponsors. I think they're doing this to me on purpose. They're like putting these <laughs> Greek words together and saying, ha, ha, we'll get Marcel. Watch him. Watch him try and read this one. I, I have I'm, to say, I was laughing in the green room. I mean, uh, it was lucky I was on mute, but we would have just burnt. I was just like. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, guess what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, next week, Sarah Bernie is going to be reading our promos. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, especially the Greek ones. She's got practice yeah. now. Sarah, where do you live again? I live in Greece, Crete. 
Yeah, see. And I still don't and I still don't speak anything, so I'm I'm not any help. <laughs> well, you can pronounce your husband's name, which I can't, so uh that that took me two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to write it on uh documents and stuff. That had to take a minute, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, so um welcome, Sarah. You know, I've known you for a while and I'm super excited to have you joining Geezers of Gear as our first and only employee <laughs> in Geezers of Gear. And uh, so, you know, first, I guess, why does a podcast need a producer? And of course, you know, for me, I always look at the number one podcast in the world and I go, well, he's got a producer, so I need to have a producer. But he also brings in whatever, 30, 40 million dollars a week on his episodes or whatever. Um and so, you know, really, it's just that, believe it or not, putting on a weekly podcast is a huge amount of work. And uh, it's funny because Sarah and I just had a conversation about this because today is her one week anniversary with Geezers of Gear. And uh, and they said it wouldn't last, Sarah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we just talked about the fact that her and I are both these crazy A types who who want to get everything done today, like right now. I've got a list this long and I'm going to get through the whole list right now. And uh, so, you know, we just discussed it, like how much we've actually had to accomplish in a week and how many things. And, you know, I'm not patting my own back, but I'm kind of patting my own back. Like, you know, every time I do an episode... I do this all by myself and I don't know that people realize that, but I bring in sponsors. I bring in, uh, guests. I manage the pro process of bringing in and managing those people, um, or companies. I, uh, uh, I'm scheduling the podcast. I'm recording the podcast. I'm uploading the podcast, editing the podcast. I've had to learn how to edit and upload YouTube videos, all of the branding, uh, you know, all of the technology behind it, you know, we actually have a recording studio here that, that, uh, everything gets recorded into, um, you know, just, it's a huge amount of stuff and then posting it on social media, trying to promote it on social media, responding to people on social media. So, you know, it's, it's a massive amount of work. And every time I've told anyone, regardless the size of a podcast that they're doing, that I do it by myself, they're like, you're an idiot, <laughs> first and foremost. You know? Yeah. And so, Sarah, what, ha what have you, uh, as far as Geezers of Gear needing a producer, what have you discovered in your first wild and wacky week here? My first wild and wacky week, exactly that like you said. I just, I have a list, we have ideas, and I want to get them done, like straight away. And we, as we just spoke, you know, just settle, calm down, and things will come naturally. I'm not a slow person, so it's not just going to be like you talk about something and you put it on the back burner because I'll still be thinking of it, but it will be instead of a, a, a rushed, not a rushed job, but yeah, a rushed job. It will be more thought out. I'll be more, you know, more time spent over it, thinking about the pros and the cons, you know, straight this week. I mean, yeah. from starting literally a week today, learning everything, setting up, okay, setting up emails, but we had the wrong emails and then we've, we've changed everything. Then it was getting used to the programs and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Then it was 
Um, okay, what about a website? Okay, so I pretty much <laughs> built a website with my other half. Yeah. Um, that was in three days straight, you know, but we didn't just, you know, do it gradually. It was literally <laughs> like I woke up eight o'clock in the morning, boom, website. <laughs> <laughs> It's late at night, like I'm just insane. Yeah. And then it gets to Friday. I'm so happy to send it to you. Then I was like, we did all these posts saying that I was like, I was coming on board and so many congratulations and awesome and this, that, and the other. And then it was, you know, interacting with people that wanted to come on the on the show. So then all weekend back and forth. I mean, that was insane. But I'm very, very happy to announce that we do have I have my first guest within the week. Yeah. So look yeah. out for that next week. Um so it's been amazing. I mean, all my life, I, I didn't really think about it, not my life, my career. I've always had broadcasting in the in the background, you know, wh- whatever kind of job roles I've had, I've always had broadcasting and I love it. I love that behind the scenes. Okay, I'm front of scenes now, um, but I always love that behind the scenes, the finding the people, the, the working out what you're going to say, you know, all of these things. It's been a main part of. It's super fun. You know, I, like I, I think anyone who knows me knows that I love to talk and probably I'm a better talker than a listener sometimes, but I think I'm a pretty good listener too. And the cool thing about podcasting is you really have to be both. You have to be, you have to be a good speaker, but you also have to be a, um, a very good listener because otherwise you're going to miss opportunities to pick up on stories or to go, wait, 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 what did you just say about that thing? And, you know, to be honest, one of the things I love about Joe Rogan is that he's a great listener. Like he, he takes notes during podcasts, like for things, like if he has a doctor on, he'll take notes about things he needs to change in his diet or whatever, but he always brings it down to the listener's level. So like, he'll have this crazy scientist on and, um, the scientist is saying something in very scientific terms and, and kind of freaking out the audience. Like the audience is going, what the hell is this guy talking about? And Joe goes, wait a second. And he bring he dumbs it down. He brings it down to like a level that he knows his audience will understand. And so, yeah, I mean, everything you just said is is true as far as uh, you know the the aspects of of actually doing the podcast. And it's really great to have somebody who understands that you know in yourself. Um, so, and it's just about obviously you know it is about the podcast. But as we spoke, it's all of, now it's all of. focusing on social media, you know, how you can put it out, how you can spread the word. You know, there's so much, it's not just, oh, I'm going to record a podcast and upload it. Like you said, you're behind the scenes up until me arriving, you know, you've done everything all like all by yourself. So, you know, it's it's great to be. You can record the greatest episode ever, but if nobody heard it, (laughs) you know, it sucks, you know, and I've got some of those, I've got some really great episodes that only got a hundred listeners or something. And, um, you know, I'm always like, what is wrong with you people? Why haven't you heard this? But it's not, it's not that they don't want to listen to it. It's that they don't know it exists, you know, because that's half of the job is making sure to get the content in front of the people who, who are interested in the content. And so obviously that's one of the things that, that, uh, uh, you know, you're going to focus on is, uh, so, you know, to get into the nitty gritty, I mean, Basically, Sarah is going to take almost everything except recording the actual podcasts off of my plate. And most of that stuff, by the way, has been shortcutted 
extremely. So any social media promotion, any marketing, uh, it's all been shortcutted. It's all been like, blah, I'm just going to throw out a social media post with no thought to it, with no follow-up, with no planning uh, or anything, right? So um, Sarah's going to actually apply a little more science and, and technology to it and put out the right content at the right time. And even down to, you know, we, we discussed this this morning in our, in our production meeting that um, we're going to start scheduling the launch of the podcasts or the, the publishing mm-hmm. of the podcasts. Uh, and we haven't settled on the day yet. And maybe people can comment and get back to us and send even an email to producer at geezersofgear.com. Um, but what day, what is the best day to launch the podcast? So right now or not launch, but publish. Um, I think right now we're thinking either Wednesday or Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, because Monday was no, right. So Friday, Wednesday or no, Thursday. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So let us know. At- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I know people are going to have different opinions. Um, you know, like, I love people who give me feedback. One of our sponsors who I just fumbled through their, their uh, uh, promo just now, Elation, um, many of you know Eric Loader. And so Eric has been uh, probably one of our greatest supporters since day one of launching this podcast five or six years ago. And Eric always gives me feedback. So he'll call me and he'll say, you know, that podcast with so-and-so was amazing, but three hours, Marcel, three hours, like you got to cut these down or make them into multiple episodes or something. And while I took note of that, <laughs> I didn't actually <laughs> change anything about it. We've done a couple of, of podcasts where we split them into two episodes because it was really just kind of two different stories, you know, but Again, like the way all of the podcasting mediums work, if you pause it, it restarts in the same spot later. So it's not really that big of a deal that it's one episode, right? But yeah. noted, you know, and and to to Eric's credit, that way I could charge twice as much for sponsors too because it's two episodes. Great idea, Eric. Send more money, please. Uh, so yeah, I mean... So Sarah really is, is going to, um, at least initially by herself, take on, you know, 90% of what our podcast entails. And I'm going to do the easy bit, which is recording the actual episode. But I say that, but I mean, we're going to have multiple meetings. We're going to have production meetings. We're going to have, um, guest meetings where, uh, either she meets with the guest and then her and I meet and we sit down and talk about the things that we should discuss on the podcast, what's important to the guest, because sometimes it's promotion. Sometimes the guest has something to promote and we want to make sure we cover that and, and give the guest that, that, uh, uh, you know, availability to promote whatever that product or, or service or whatever. Um, sometimes it's a story that we want to make sure gets told. Sometimes it's a hardship or whatever, but, you know, we want to make sure that the guest has a lot uh, to say about what we talk about um, and what we don't talk about. And, you know, it's one of the things in the green room that I talk to a guest before we record every every episode. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? And if they say, yeah, that thing I told you about my mom, you know, let's maybe leave that out. And some guests say, no, it's my life story and I'm happy to share it. So, yeah, but it really is down to the guest. You know, it's 
I don't want anybody to, to record this and then regret recording it. Uh, that would be terrible. And I would just take down the episode, to be perfectly honest. And also, I mean, you do, you make, I mean, I said to you when, like, we've, we've just chatted before this for like the last hour or so, and I'm fine. Then all of a sudden he was like, okay, let's switch to here. Straight away, I was like, oh, I'm a bit nervous. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, crazy, but you make it, <laughs> I mean, it's stupid, I know. Yeah. But it's like, you make, you know, you make everyone feel comfortable, relaxed. So if, if something was said that they didn't want, like you said, you, you edit it out, you, yeah. you know, this actual, this podcast is only now, what, five minutes? You ready to say everything I've said? No. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. Bye-bye. It's all gone. Yeah. I am Sarah Bernie. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even edit out my own bloopers during the uh, promo reading. So, um, by the way, note to producer, we got to shorten Mainlight's sponsorship promotions because they're <laughs> very long. long. Like, it's like they have so much to say. We got to say it a little shorter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah mainlight are a great company though so i mean for now we'll take them as long as they send them and uh, i'll just fumble through the whole thing and i know somewhere right now mike cannon is laughing at me so that's okay so um so yeah i mean you know bottom line is on adding sarah to the show first of all she's not going to be the only person that's ever involved uh so sarah will eventually as budgets allow uh will add a um and I'll say team loosely, it's probably like 10% of one person and 5% of another person, but especially in things like producing uh, uh, content, graphics and, and things like that, like to artwork, you know, pictures, um, maybe God forbid a, an actual intro video that's not just thrown together by me on my computer. Uh, but uh, so, you know, Sarah will add other people to help her get these things done much more professionally and, and nicer and up to the standards that we and our guests all and sponsors, of course, all uh, would love to see. So, yeah, I mean, super excited to, to have Sarah. So who is Sarah? <laughs> tell, tell me about your background. What, what leads you to this? absolute pinnacle of success where you're suddenly the producer of a wildly <laughs> successful podcast oh my goodness where do i begin do i begin at the beginning the middle the end um it's, it's your call you have, oh, a, you have a cool life it it's a crazy life let's say i've never been normal and i hate to use that word normal but i mean the normal nine to five office job house car you name it um my mom will still goes crazy at me. I'm 43 now. And you know, when are you going to get a proper job, Sarah? <laughs> like, it's never gonna happen. I mean, yeah. she's just up the fact that I'm going to live back in England, you know, I, I'm now in Crete, that's it. Yeah. Um, but all I've ever wanted to do is travel. So I suppose this goes way back. So all my life from a small child, all I wanted to do was travel. And as soon as I was old enough, I hit hit out to Europe and, you know, I started doing the usual, what you do, you know, the managed ski resorts and summer seasons, you know, and that's okay. You spend six months in different countries. Amazing. And then I was given the opportunity to basically join F1. So this is where we have a connection as well, obviously with racing. And it's not, I always say, it's not what, you know, sometimes it's who, you know, and my, 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 yeah, it's always, if I'm honest, my cousin was leaving Formula One. She was a hostess for McLaren. And 
yeah, I knew she worked in, you know, Formula One, and but I never thought about asking her for a job because I know it sounds daft. I just had this, you know, you had to be, you know, an F1 grid girl. You had to be a model. You had to be this, like, you know, and I'm, I'm not that person. You know, I never have been and I never will. And anyway, long story short, I got the role. So I got the position working for McLaren. It was the hostess. So it was the catering side of things, feeding the boys, the teams, the drivers, the sponsors, you name it, taking care of everybody. Absolutely incredible. Had the most amazing experience with them. Um, proud to say I was part of Lewis Hamilton's very first championship, wow. world championship win. That was like amazing. Cool. Um, oh yeah, because so he was the, on McLaren. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, that was Everyone like forgets about that. Of, He's had such a uh, successful run with Mercedes, but people forget that he started with McLaren. Yeah, and mm-hmm. his first year, he did so well. He did so well in his first year as like the rookie and didn't win the championship. Um, but then it was the se- second year that he did. And like that was that was back sort of wasn't that even before he was kind of a whining douchebag? Oh, he, he was awesome then. <laughs> he was awesome. I loved him then. <laughs> I, I went from really loving like I was a huge Lewis Hamilton fan. And then he just became more about the messaging and the all the stuff outside of racing. And you know, it's one of the things I love about Max Verstappen. He shows up in racing t-shirts and racing clothes and he puts on his race suit as early as he can and he only wants to talk about racing he doesn't want to talk about social issues or other issues or whatever he just wants to be there to race and to drive a race car as best he can and to talk about racing and love him or hate him like that's why i'm there too i'm there for the race not for not to be educated you know and so i think there's too many lost me when he went off yeah it's, I mean, he had his first, let's say, not wobble moment, but, you know, when obviously going straight into this, this whole, I'm famous, you know, like yeah. he, as I said, he, you know, he come, came in as a, as a rookie, you know, he yeah. did absolutely incredibly. The next minute he's been invited. I mean, I remember one, the, 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 okay, we're back. We just had a little bit of a, uh, so I don't know if it was clear, but Sarah lives on this island uh, in Greece called Crete. And occasionally, you know, you get these sort of wobbles in the internet service and uh, it's to be expected. So I think that Welcome was a, back, a, Sarah. Well, thank you very much. I think yeah. that was a, a slight power cut that cuts everything out. And oh, I, was, I was frozen and disappeared. So I do apologize for that. It's all good. Thank goodness I won't be the one recording the podcast. So <laughs> you were talking about uh, Lewis Hamilton and I took us yeah. off on a sidebar, but. Yeah, sorry. No, I just, it was just a, a memory that came to mind because whilst I would be doing, like, I would be part of the races, you know, for M- McLaren and the host for looking after them during the race weekend and the race week before when I went back to London, you know, I would be part of like other events. And one particular event was uh, Nelson Mandela's uh, birthday party. And wow. it was amazing. I mean, seriously, this was like uh, an incredible event to be taken part of basically. And I was very privileged and honored to be asked to be like the head waitress to basically look after Nelson Mandela. So I was Super like, cool. Oh my goodness. That's like great. I mean, there's a whole room of thousands of so many famous people. It's ridiculous. Wow. Well, Lewis Hamilton had just become 
I mean, in that league of this is going to be an exceptional man, their top table was full of so many incredible people on this on the top table. And Lewis was invited for the top table. It was a little bit controversial because he'd only just come into play. Why was he on the top table and all this? But anyway, he was there. So I'm walking around. Bear in mind, you know, I'm all in black. I'm a, I'm a waitress, you know, and I'm yeah. just like hands back and service. And also he looks at me, he goes, hey, Bernie, how no. you doing? And I was like, hi, 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 Lewis, like this. I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, oh, what are you doing here? As though like I was a guest walking around. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, right, yeah. And he's like, hey, you know my girlfriend? And I'm like looking at this view. Anyway, it was Nicole Scherzinger. And oh. I was like, and she put a hand out. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Do I touch you? Do I not? Is security going to come and grab me? Like, anyway, like these were the days. And he's like, oh, my mom and dad are over there. You know, go say hi to them and all this, that, and the other. And this wow. was literally the beginning when he was that super cool, I'm going to say innocent, wonderful young man. He was. He was amazing. That, yeah. That, that didn't mind talking to like the caterer, you know, yeah. that's, you know, that's, and that's how it was. And I have a lot of respect for what he's done in, in his career, of how course, he has gone yeah. ups and downs on the marketing side of things, you know, like how he lost it a bit, then he yeah. came back. And, you know, I'm kind of, but I mean, one of my um, favorite drivers of all time um, has to be Valtteri Bottas. He's like, yeah. that's my favorite. He's, that, he's, he's a fun favorite. dude. Yeah. He's my favorite. Have you far. seen some of the stuff he's been doing lately? Like with his, his oh, whole butt thing, you know, with the calendar yeah. and stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's just somebody like that who can take himself not so seriously. I love, you know. Exactly. Yeah. not so serious i mean he's now girlfriend fiance whatever she is um she's amazing she's in the sporting industry as well with her cycling they have this such a good chemistry that you feel like you know he's there to race but he he's also trying to say to the world it's not just about racing yeah there, there's, there's another side and yeah. i and i love that well and also I'm just some really lucky guy who happens to get to drive this friggin' gazillion dollar car around every weekend and get paid for it. You know, like at the end of the day, I love people who look at it like that, who, 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 you know, cause you know, my son is a typical struggling, don't have a billion dollar budget behind you and all of that racing driver, which is 99.999% of racing drivers out there. And so there are literally like, 21 guys or whatever and girls who are lucky enough to be able to sit in that car at the pinnacle of motorsport that are not really that much more special than my kid or half the other kids that are out there that have the same vision and dreams. They're very lucky. I mean, these people are very, very lucky to be doing what they're doing. So yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when they act nasty, I don't like it. No, I don't. I, I don't like that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the same with anybody in the world. If you act nasty, I, yeah, I'm not interested yeah. in you. <laughs> well, that's, that's how, what I've always said, like people, you know, with all of the divisiveness that's been going on over the past several years, um, everyone's looking to categorize you or everybody has to choose these categories or, or sides of the room that you're on, whether it's COVID or it's elections or it's this or it's that you have to choose a side and based on which side you choose, Oh, you're that guy. You're, you're far right. You're far left. You're whatever. And you know, at the end of the day, to me, I separate people, good person, 
bad person, good person, bad person. Don't care the color, who you sleep with, you know, what your religion is. I don't care about any of that stuff. I really don't. Uh, you're a good person or you're a bad person. Yeah. Simple. And yeah. I've learned the hard way because I believe that sometimes I'm a little bit too, you know, open to how people are, first of all. And I've yeah. learned the hard way. Actually, I thought you was really nice, but you're not. But once I learn, that's it. Me you too. Know, like, yeah, I keep learning. You know, I'm, I'm a little older than you and I keep learning. I'm still learning today. <laughs> like, I thought that guy was my friend, you know, and and uh, my other half who comes from the same country you come from <laughs> has all of these like she's always giving me these things that you'll know called home truths, you know, and, uh, and, you know, they're just smack in the head lessons that say, dummy, I told you that guy wasn't your friend. You know, I told you he didn't care about how it went for you or whatever. And I, you know, it's, I think it's a Canadianism where we just trust everyone and believe everyone means what but they say. It be nice if you can trust everybody, you know, I if, wish. if you just, <laughs> Trust everybody, trust everyone, what, what, you know, what you're being told, you know, you don't have to overthink things. You don't have to like, yeah, what, do, do they mean this or do they mean that? No, like, I mean this. That, Guaranteed that, that's it. it's that's easier. It. It's easier in Crete than it is in Florida. Oh, no, this is, really? this was, a, this was a culture shock for me. So really? I've been going like I, during F1 times, I was always back and forth, you know, I'll just sort of say back and forth traveling in between races i would always travel to the countries wherever i was wherever i was at i would always travel it was cheaper for me to stay out the you know companies would rather keep me out than bring me back so fine i would travel and then later on i knew that i needed a base so i made my base here in crete and it was a huge culture shock for me one to be part of this incredible circus then you come back here and you know it's simple life here like it's, it's, you know, the, the roads are terrible. Um, the infrastructure of things doesn't exist, the, the, the everything about it. And people's, people's attitude, it, mm, they, 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 they are, they are honest and they are, um, but it happens everywhere. I suppose the, sometimes you have to think, mm, did you mean that? Or did you mean that? Yeah. You know, it, it's, what is the real agenda behind the what, one yeah, presenting? Exactly. Yeah. what's the what's the real of this uh, unfortunately you know that's I mean? the world now sarah you just you always have to have a guard up no matter where you are no matter what you're doing like you know i have my house in canada it's in a little town called canmore and it's i'd say 80 percent easier than than florida or than any of the big cities mm -hmm. or whatever you don't have to be as guarded you can kind of leave your door unlocked and stuff like that but even there, like you've got contractors and stuff who are starting to get to the sort of slimier side where they're trying to screw you or overcharge you or whatever. And uh, you, you just always have to pay attention these days because any, anybody who says, hey, buddy, you know, chances are, you know, your wallet's missing. <laughs> he put his arm around you and your wallet's missing now, right? So anyways, I completely screwed up your story. So you're with F1. And yeah, no, that's uh, so basically, I I then was approached to um, join a, it wasn't exactly a TV company, but in F1, they used to have these little TVs that were distributed everywhere. So I was in charge, I was like the operational manager for that. And logistic wise, the sea freights, the air freight, 
and organizing everything from the so, first race to the last race. What was that? That was like a fan vision kind of thing, right? That's like for fans fan at the race, they could see different camera views and stuff yeah. on the screen. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So basically, and it have all the onboard cameras, it would have everything. And I know I I'd said previously, I didn't want that career job, but that was my, that was my career. You know, that was the, for me, the pinnacle of F1. I was able to go into every single garage. I had control over basically everything from the marketing to the sales, to you name it. Wow. That was where I, where, where I, where I was basically setting up the, the, the venue, setting up everything in form, hospitality, not the hospitality, the, the, the compound, you know, I, that was like, that was the job. So you and had a sadly, cool life, but no life. It was, yeah, a cool life, but no life, but it yeah. was just the best. I loved it. And sadly, Mr. Eccleston and the owner of our company didn't see eye to eye and basically left. So that was my end of my, let's say my career in it's Formula funny One. I mean, your, I video, still, your, I videos, your videos fading and fading and fading. And it looks like it's going to no. crash again. So we might, we might crash, but maybe not. Yeah. Oh, why? Don't it's getting crash. all it's getting all fuzzy and grainy, but uh, your internet's fading. You got to pedal faster. Is it, is, it, <laughs> is it telling me? So seriously, you've got to stop talking, Sarah Bernie. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep talking. So, so uh, Bernie pissed off somebody else, and uh, that deal split up. So you you were no longer employed. I was no longer employed. And whilst I had some amazing opportunities that were offered to me to join other teams, nothing was ever going to be as good as that. So I was like, you know what? I, 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 I didn't want anything. So I didn't yeah. want to join another team. I didn't want to do this. I'm very spoiled. I know. So I didn't want to join another team. I, I just like, I, that was it. That was like my most amazing job. Anyway, yeah. I then came to Cree, decided to just have a little chill, think about everything. And then someone was like, look, Sarah, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I was like, no, I don't want a normal job. I want to live here. So then I went into the music industry, but in the catering and hospitality. So I went, I'm not going to say back, but I went in, I went, you know, back into that industry and I started touring on the hospitality side. Um, because that gave me the the real like like more independence of saying okay I'll go and do a tour for two months I'm back in Crete for six I will go and do a tour for two weeks okay I need a bit more cash now I'll go and do one for six months whatever yeah. so for me it was a very much uh, you know making a lifestyle change and my lifestyle change meant that you know I could live here disappear for a couple of months come back again it was a it was a it was a similar circus but different different yeah performers. Different, different <laughs> instead of racing different. yeah instead of racing it was it was uh live acts or whatever right yeah and mm -hmm. i mean i've been on tour with some amazing bands and you know i love that tour life being on the bus the whole setup the seeing an empty stadium and then all of a sudden in like two days not even two days 24 hours two days it's the stages there the you know lighting the video wall you see everything going up slowly slowly and you're like you know okay i was you know feed, we're feeding you I, i'm your like your yeah. hostess again without us you know you wouldn't have the energy to do that so i'm you know i'm going to call myself your mom right now yeah. and you know the, the the team members they're you know the characters that you meet on a tour 
and you become a tour it's a tour family yeah. you know they are everything for however long you're on that tour for you know get on the, on the buses to sleep overnight um roadie fridays i miss roadie fridays um all of these amazing you know experiences shall we say and yeah. i'm too spoiled now one with the music industry and obviously with formula one i people have invited me to go you know and see gigs or gone to go to an f1 race unless i'm backstage or in the it's paddock yeah. i don't want to go yeah. <laughs> i hate going to concerts as what we call a punter in the business no. you know but I mean, it's hard, you know, cause it's like, what do you mean? I got to go park in the parking lot, you know, and I can't yes, park in the little special lot behind the stage or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard being told you can stand here, but you can't stand over here and that kind of stuff. So I just, you know what? I don't really bother going to a lot of shows anymore because I, I just am never happy being there unless, you know, I've got friends coming through with someone and, uh, either they invite me or I'll even buy a ticket and go to the show and just to say hello to the production manager or the, the LD yeah, or the no. front of house sound guy or whatever it is. Right. Even but. here, like you know, a couple about 20 minutes drive away, there's a very hippie, famous hippie village called Matala. And every year there's a famous, famous festival that beach festival that happens oh, really? this year. I didn't even want to go. I actually asked one of, um, one of our contacts um, from Gear Source, I asked him if that he was going because he was Greek and he sometimes goes. And I was like, if you go, I'll go, basically, because I knew that I would get, like, get, get backstage. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not going this time. I was like, okay. And I said to my husband, I was like, well, no, he was like, do you really want to go? And he was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, okay, for you. Yeah. Like, even here, you know, a small beach, beach festival, I just, the thought of being so cramped and you're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm too spoiled now. Yeah. No, it's weird. I mean, once you get a taste of of that other side, it's really hard to go backwards. It really is. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Really, yeah. really, really. It's really just like, like it's just like flying in coach after you've flown in first class for a while. You know, it's <laughs> it's that first long distance flight in coach is tough, you know? It's like, whoa, <laughs> the food is terrible. I hope we have time. I do have to I just I have this one story that I'm sure you're going to love. And it is, you know, it's obviously live events, but obviously the biggest live event for me was always the Monaco Grand Prix. Now yeah. that just has to be like the yeah. most amazing one. Yeah. And I had a load of my TVs and basically the, the FOM broadcast center is on the other side of the tunnel. Okay. Now bear in mind the garages, the paddock club, the everything is on the other side. You've got the yachts and I got asked, where do you want to be? Where do you want to watch the race from the garage? Or you want to be in your office, which is the formula one compound. I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm happy in the compound, you know, because I've got everything, you know, the technical teams here, I'll stay with them. Okay. No problem. Anyway, as soon as the race starts ring on my phone, the TVs don't work. Oh my goodness. Now bear in mind, I'm like, they need to, I mean, it was only, it was only a handful. It was probably about, if I can remember now, it was about 50 TVs. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And the, manager of formula one he was like well just go go through go through the tunnel i was like what do you mean go through the tunnel and he was like well go through the tunnel go, take your take your the tvs on your shoulders and just walk through i said i can't do that he was like yeah you can you've got all access and i was like yeah. <gasps> anyway i've got my tvs on i'm walking through i've got their ear, ear, ear headsets on 
and I'm walking through, I was, can I swear? No, yeah. um, I was, I, I was, mm, I was Shit really scared. You imagine the noise from the F1 cars. I'm also got this irrational thing in my head that there's going to be a crash and I'm going to be there, little old me, with my TVs and cars. So you just on like a little walkway, like next to the road where they're driving? Oh my God. That had to be cool as hell. It was amazing. Now I look back. I, it was amazing. Not many and people got to do what you did right there in Monaco. Seriously. I mean, wow. I just got goosebumps from that. Believe and it or you not. Imagine, I walk out the entrance of the tunnel. My heart's pounding. And I walk out. The cars are going past. And I'm like, whoa, like seriously. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you see thousands and thousands and thousands of people, all eyes glued on the tunnel. That's and what what's, like. what's that idiot with all the TVs hanging yeah, around her neck? Who's that in black walking yeah. through coming out of the tunnel? Anyway, for me, it was like the most like, and then as I walked out, I was so like, cool. hmm, I just walked out. <laughs> I'm <the tunnel."> special. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. That's, that's super freaking cool. That is so cool. That's, but anyway, that's an incredible yeah. story. Yeah, I think so. Like so you, I, I mean, you took all of this crazy experience and, and, uh, and eventually went full time to live uh, in Crete and got married recently. Yep. And um, one of the things that I love that you did was uh, that you started your own business in in uh, tourism, mm. where you're. And I'll probably get this wrong, but I'm going to take a shot at it anyways. Where you're basically helping promote businesses, especially hospitality, hotels. Uh, Airbnbs, restaurants, bars, to people who are interested in coming to Crete. Is yeah. that correct? They, yep, basically that is it in a nutshell. So I wasn't intending in being here full time, um, but that dreaded word of COVID happened, and of course the music industry went dead. Oh, I, I didn't realize that's what stopped you from yeah. touring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was literally due to go out on the Avril Lavigne tour, um, like that March, and of course it, you know, it was cancelled, like with mm. most other tours and things. Yeah. And then obviously, I knew I was never because I was always like the the person that would only do one or two tours. So when music did start up again, I always knew I was never going to be asked to do tours because there was a like all the full time crew would be way asked way before me. So, you know, I had pretty much like almost three years where I didn't have any work. My savings pretty much were going to go a bit, you know, downhill. Yeah. And I just said to myself, right, what do I do? So yeah. what what do I do now? So I decided to walk. So this is where it started. I decided to walk Crete. And in the first year and a half, I, well, I know how long, I have 1,350 kilometers all the way around Crete. And I started making these videos, showing people the destinations, and basically calling myself just Bernie adventures and slowly slowly people started watching in the last year and a half nearly two now i extended the just Bernie videos to beautiful destination guides so i'd go to all the different places here to do destination guide then it was a bar and taverna guide then it was an accommodation guide where i'd walk around people's villas telling everybody what it was like right and now, even people have asked me now to come into their shops and do videos making their shops. 
I do have a website and my website um, is basically, it's, it's awesome. You know, uh, so I have a what little website. It? What is your website? www.cretalife.com. Creta is C-R-E-T-E? C-R-E-T-A, Creta Life. Oh, so why Creta and not Crete? Um, a lot of people call it Creta anyway, but you've got Creta Live, which is one of the big TV shows. You Most most Creta, I don't know, we just called it Creta. Oh. Crete Life would have been better, but Creta, Creta Life. Yeah, no, it's cool. I just, I, I didn't know the difference with yeah. the word. No, that's, yeah. it's really cool. I love what you're doing with that. I, I, uh, uh, you know, I hope you continue to succeed with it. I know it's been growing and I've been paying lots of attention and I like most of your posts, not just because I like you, but because they're beautiful. I mean, like you're, you're showing these mm -hmm. places and then you turn around and it's just this unbelievable, you know, I'm a sucker for water views and yep. you have so many of them there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I live in Florida, but I don't have those views. I have views of trees and stuff um, and roads and schools and, you know, normal city things. But, uh, but yeah, it's really I've cool. Been, I've been really fortunate. I've been really fortunate, you know, as I said, from three years, you know, to have just friends and family watching to now have, you know, a lot more people. I, there's a couple of villages I go to now yeah. and I'll be sat there and I'll be like, why are they staring? I forget, you know, I'm like, why are they staring? I, like, I don't recognize them. Then all of a sudden they'll come up to me like, are you just Bernie? Oh <laughs> my like, goodness. Yeah. No way. That's funny. It's my little bit of fame for Crete. That, that's, yeah, you know, that's, that's funny. That's really but cool. But that's why now I love this working yeah. with, working with you because it's, you know, for me, it's well, the it same fits. kind of thing. Yeah. No, Perfect I mean, it was, it was so weird because, you know, I put something out on social media saying I'm looking to expand geezers of mm -hmm. gear and bring on a, a producer. And half of that wasn't because I was in a rush to hire somebody right now or anything. I, I just wanted to put out, you know, a fish hook into the water basically and see what kind of people came out. And, you know, I got all kinds of response from people who were, um, jobbers who, who do like production of podcasts. That's what they do. And, you know, I might be their 21st podcast that they're producing. And I really didn't mm -hmm. want something like that. Like I wanted someone really who was passionate about it and who was like me and wanted to do this and, and, and make it successful. And, um, I wanted somebody that I wanted to work with and stuff. So I had a couple of friends reach out who were just like at that stage of their life where they were looking for something that kept them busy or whatever. And I was having a few interesting conversations. And then all of a sudden I get this message from you saying, you know, like in your own little, very humble way, you know, would you even consider somebody like me? And I'm like, consider it. It's done. Like, let's talk tomorrow and figure out the starting day and stuff. Cause I, you know, for me, it wasn't about skill set with you. Uh, you'll figure that stuff out just like I do. It, it was just more about the human behind all of that. And, you know, uh, so I'm super excited about the future of Geezers of Gear. I'm, I'm super excited yeah. to be doing yeah. it with you now. Uh, you know, that to me is, is a real highlight. Um, and, uh, you know, who knows where we can take this thing now? Like, uh, all I can tell you is the goals have changed over the past week to where, you know, now... It's not like looking to get it from, you know, a couple thousand listeners or viewers per episode to 3,000 or whatever. Like now let's shoot for the stars, you know, and see what we can make this thing. And 
yes, we're going to always keep it in the live events community. Yes, we're going to keep our focus and our our passion for for you know, it's called geezers of gear. There's only so many directions you can go with it, right? But yeah. it's for this community. It's for these people, for our friends and, and uh, you know, kind of our community, our family. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, to me, it's really, really super guests, exciting. I'm coming for you. Wherever you are, I'm coming yeah. for you. <laughs> well, so, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that Sarah and I have spent a lot of time over the last week uh, discussing is what are the types of guests that we want? And really, it's not about fame or fortune or you're at the very top of the industry. You're the owner of the biggest company in the industry. It's about you as a human. You know, what, what is your story? Is it interesting? Do, do people go, wow, when you tell them your story? <clears throat> and if they do, chances are, so will our audience. You know, our audience will love your story. And uh, so... You know, I mean, I know, Sarah, you and I have talked a lot about this over the past week because, you know, your first inclination is probably, let's just get everyone. And then you start in your own head, you start filtering through everyone going, no, that person's a really nice person, but they're very quiet. And I don't know that they'd make a great guest, you know. And so at the end of the day, like, no matter how great you think your story is, if you're not going to be a great guest on the podcast, you're not going to do yourself any justice. And, and certainly you're not going to increase our numbers because at the end of the day, nobody will listen to the podcast or watch it. Right. So, um, we need those people that are full of energy, full of life and yeah. just, you know, a good storyteller, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the most recent episode we did, Michael Springer, I didn't, I didn't know Michael. Like I, I knew him from social media, but I didn't really know his story. I didn't know that he went to school and was best friends with Michael Jackson. I didn't know, you know, the, the drug abuse and craziness that he witnessed as a child in his own house, you know, your safe place and, you know, Sly and the family stone were hanging out and Jimi Hendrix and all these people are hanging out doing drugs in his house with his mom. You know, I mean, what kind of an upbringing is that, you know, but I'll tell you what, it's an incredible story. And Michael was honestly one of my favorite people that I've had on recently, just a super guy. And you can tell from the comments and, and likes and stuff that the episode is getting. People just dig yeah. that guy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the thing, you know, if, if you, if you're a nice guy, a nice person, you know, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter necessarily, you know, what level you are in your careers or whatever, you know, like you said, you don't have to be the boss or the owner or a manager, you know, just come in with a true heart and be able to sell it. You know? Yeah. And I know we have a very sexist name, geezers of gear, but we've had women on and we want to continue having women on. And we have a woman on right now, by the way. So, um, <laughs> geezers of gear is just a play on words and, and, uh, it doesn't by any means, this is an all boys club, uh, and it's certainly not just an old men's club, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's just a name and it's all about people mm -hmm. in our industry. Uh, certainly we focus on a lot of people who have been in our industry a long time because, and that's just my own personal, uh, I guess, you know, thoughts. I like stories of the foundation of the industry. I like people telling me like, uh, 
you know, stories about creating par cans out of out of pizza or not pizza, pineapple cans in Hawaii, you know, making uh, making par cans from pineapple cans or making speakers in their garage. And then they end up being, you know, EAW or something, you know, they end up being this huge speaker brand. Um, I love those stories. Like I loved yeah. Hartley, Hartley Peavy's stories. I loved I love all these crazy great stories about the foundation of our industry and uh so yeah i mean we love great guests and and if you're going to be a great guest sarah is going to be on you she's going to be chasing you to get you on the podcast and uh certainly if you're listening to this and you think you're a great guest reach out producers at gear source or i'm sorry producers at geesersofgear.com producer at geesersofgear.com maybe i could get this right at some point and um or if you know someone that we should be uh pursuing to get onto the podcast or that would like or you'd like to hear them on the podcast send us the send us the suggestion or the recommendation and and we'll certainly follow up with them right yes 100 percent. 100 yeah and uh so yeah. And then of course, sponsors, if you'd like, uh, you know, a unique way of sponsoring your business or promoting your business, I should say. Um, I will tell you, I take great pride and great uh, uh, responsibility in signing on sponsors. When we sign on a sponsor, I'm very concerned that I'm giving you great value. You can talk to any of our sponsors. We're very uh, clear about publishing who our sponsors are. Um, at least two of our sponsors have been sponsors since almost the very beginning of the podcast. And that just tells you that we're bringing them great value. And so it's not expensive to be a sponsor. The return I think is excellent. Uh, you know, our audience are, are an amazing group of people who we're very proud to, uh, serve awesome content to. And, uh, so yeah, you know, again, producer at geesersofgear.com and uh, Sarah can get you more information about becoming a sponsor or you can reach out to me directly as well and I'll get you more information on uh, becoming a sponsor but we are looking to increase our sponsorships I think we have four sponsors right now we're looking to go to eight in the near future Um, we have sort of a bit of a waiting list right now so we're going to start talking to them first but um, yeah raise your hand if you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor and sometimes both you know, sometimes you're coming in as a sponsor and we go, wait a second. Yeah, you have an incredible story. I want to I want to get you on as a guest as well. And and of course, we'll promote your business during that episode as well. So, yeah. Anything I've missed or we've missed here, Sarah? No, I don't think so. But I think as always, we talk too much. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Well, we're finally in a place where people who talk too much belong, a podcast, right? That's true. That is true. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, so, I still could go on for hours and hours and hours, but we won't. We won't. Yeah. We, have, we have work to do. Yeah. You're going to see Sarah on the podcast a lot more often. Um, and so maybe as a third guest or, or a co-host at times or whatever. But, uh, you know, because Sarah likes to talk and she loves a good story, just like I do, uh, we'll bring her on occasionally. Um, but I'll always most- be there in the green room. I'll always be there in the green she'll, room. So. She'll always be in the green room lurking yeah. and listening like and pouncing if she gets an opportunity. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, Sarah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, love having you on board. Love, love, love Thanks. having you on board. I'm super excited about the future of Geezers. And um, 
Yeah. I hope everyone else yeah. uh, is happy too. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.